Hey guys, welcome back to another one of these Friday solo episodes of Time Freedom for Lawyers. This week I talked to 20 owners of million dollar solo and small law firms in 30 minute one-on-one sessions. And this one thing was repeated over and over again. And it's not more money, and it's not more clients, and it's not better marketing, and it's not better staff. This thing's going to surprise you. Stay tuned. Welcome to Time Freedom for Lawyers, where the goal is to become less busy, make more money, and spend more time doing what you want instead of what you have to. Bringing together guests from all walks of life who are living a life of their own design and sharing actionable tips for how you too can live the life of your dreams. Now, here's your host, Brian Glass. All right, so before we get to that, quick life update. In June, I am formally joining Great Legal Marketing as the president of that organization. After being informally involved as an advisor, really since October of 2022, and even more informally involved as the owner's son, really since the beginning of that organization. And the reason that it took me so long to join GLM really is the same reason that it took me so long to join Ben Glass Law which is that I always wanted to feel like I'd earned it. And I always wanted to feel like I wasn't born on third thinking I'd hit a triple. And I didn't want to come into the organization on a formal basis until I felt like I had something to offer above and beyond kicking around and making some observations in the law firm. And just for context, like I, I spent the first decade of my legal career practicing law, becoming partner at a small law firm across town before coming into Benglass Law. Because I wanted to make my own friends and my own way of doing things and my own reputation in the legal world before I came and joined my dad. And so for many years, if you'd come up to me at a GLM event, especially at our summit, and you'd ask me a question about logistics, what's going to happen next, who's the speaker, I would say, not my circus, not my monkeys. Because it wasn't. I was there as an attendee, and I had no part in planning or executing any of the previous events. But now I feel like I have enough value to add, and I've been to enough other events, and I've learned enough of this stuff on my own that I'm happy to step in and help organize and take the blame for things that go wrong and receive some of the credit for things that go right. And so as Great Legal Marketing is in a period of transition, we've sat down with a coach of coaches to revitalize the organization and restructure what the base level looks like and what the mastermind levels look like. And we've got some really exciting things that are coming for our members. And as I've been having these one-on-one conversations with members to figure out we don't want to eliminate things that people really like, and we don't want to focus on maximizing effort in things that people aren't actually using, I've been telling them that this to me feels like one of those mash the pedal down moments in my life. And I've had a couple of these in the last several years. And if you're fortunate enough to be able to hit singles and doubles in the business game for long enough, you're going to be presented with these opportunities where you can just fucking put the pedal down. My real estate friends would tell you they would give almost anything to go back to 2009 to 2011 and put more capital into real estate and figure out a way to buy because that was an opportunity. And if you can hang around and watch for long enough, these opportunities are gonna present themselves in your life. One of them was when I joined Ben Glass Law and I came over here with a wealth of knowledge on how to efficiently run an auto accident practice in a way that this firm really wasn't doing. So largely it was a medical malpractice, large single event firm with an LTD practice. We've grown the LTD practice significantly and we've grown a base level of soft tissue and moderate auto accident cases that have provided sustained revenue to fund 
the large single event cases. So the problem with a large single event practice is if you have a bad year and one of those large single event cases doesn't go the way that you thought it would, now you're deeply in the negative. But by adding a base layer of moderate size cases, you really even out that cash flow and it's helped us reinvest in people and in marketing and grow the number of large single event cases that we've been able to sustain. And as a result, we've 4X the revenue in the first four years that I was here in that auto accident section. Another one for me came along in 2020 when the stock market was down about 40%. I had a bunch of capital on the side and I recognized as many people did that the government's not going to let the economy fail. And so pushed a bunch of money into the middle and that took off like a rocket within a couple of months. And for me now joining GLM is what I think is the third opportunity in recent memory for me to put the pedal down because I've seen enough in businesses and in mastermind groups that are run at a really high level that I can bring and incorporate into this group and pay off not only for myself, but really make an impact in the lives of hundreds of lawyers across the country. And so I'm really excited for what we're building here. So going back to the thing that I promised at the beginning of this episode, what is the thing that most lawyers feel like they're missing from their lives? Again, it's not more money. It's not more cases. It's not better staff. It's not, it's not even better health. It's the thing that leads to all of those things, and it's accountability. I was surprised to hear over and over again in these conversations that our members at the mastermind level, these are law firms that are doing over a million dollars in revenue in solo and small firms. So most of the firms in our mastermind level have somewhere between one lawyer and six lawyers in the practice doing somewhere between $1 million and $5 million in annual revenue. And repeatedly, they were asking me to implement more accountability into the program. And of course, there were other asks, right? There were, we want to know more about chat GPT. We want to know more about the next big thing in marketing. We want to know more about what should we be spending on rent, on people, on advertising. Everybody has those one-off events, but the single thread that ran through all of these conversations was wanting more accountability. And the thing is that we are really good at foisting accountability on other people. And trial lawyers ask juries to do this all the time. Like it's the hallmark of a closing argument in a civil case. Hold him accountable for the harms that he caused. I imagine, although I haven't done it, that it resonates throughout criminal cases too. Hold him accountable for the things that he did to this family, to this business, whatever it is. The thing is, we're not so good at holding ourselves accountable. And many times we need to find external accountability to make us do the things that we know in the back of our mind that we should be doing. And we know we should be doing them because they're going to make us more money, get us more clients, get us better staff. But it's hard sometimes to get over that hurdle. And the problem with most mastermind groups and with our mastermind group is that there are so many good ideas in the room that it's often hard to pick one and execute. And that's why I usually will hang out in a location for one more day or, or one more afternoon or I'll schedule a late flight out when I go to these events so that I can look through my pages and pages of notes and isolate the one to the five things that I can execute on that will have the greatest impact in my life. And the trick that I then do after that is I pass off the execution to somebody else because I know that I'm not good at it because I recognize that I need somebody else to hold me accountable to doing the things even when I know that they're going to make these dramatic impacts in my life and in my business. The thing with most courses and most masterminds and even most coaching is that more information is rarely the answer. More information helps, but if more information was the answer, we'd all be billionaires with six-pack abs. It's getting off the couch and actually going to the gym and doing the work and putting down the ice cream that gets you the six-pack abs. We know that. We're just not doing it. 
So people complained largely about one of two things when it came to accountability. Number one is that they didn't know what to take action on when they got back to their offices. And one of the things that we're working on implementing is a card or a system or follow-up where you will take the three to the five things that you think will have the largest impact on your practice, report them to the group or to a small subgroup or to somebody in our office. And then there will be a tracking mechanism in the next 90 days over, did you execute on the thing? Where are you on the, in your progress? Things like that. And then we exist to get you the help. If you don't know how to execute on it, or if you don't know how to take the first steps, one of the things that we're really good at in this organization is helping you spend your next hour or your next dollar on the thing that's actually going to make a difference. And we have connections throughout these worlds of marketing and HR and operational execution where we can set you up with somebody who can move you forward. The other complaint that people have is a complaint that I've had in many groups is you have people that show up all the time and say the same thing. So we have quarterly meetings and you can get into a rut where you're listening to the same person complain about a hiring and a staffing issue three quarters in a row. And at a certain point, it's either like fire that person or shut up and stop complaining about it. And again, we're really good at giving that advice to somebody else, but we're not so good at hearing it ourselves. So here's a couple of ways that I've found to solve the accountability problem with ourselves. Number one is having what I call the anti-charity. Anti-charity is the idea that if you want to be thoroughly accountable to something, well, why don't you write a check to a charity that you hate or to a cause that you hate? And then we give the check to somebody else. And you say, if I don't accomplish these three tasks by the deadline, then I want you to mail the check to my anti-charity. And so I actually have one of these sitting in my desk right now, made out to Donald Trump for president. And at the time this check was made out, he was only indicted for one crime, but I have the check nonetheless. And my friend told me, okay, if I don't do these five things, I want you to send the check. And they're big goals. And he only gave himself a couple of months to do it. But he's writing a detailed table of contents for a ghostwriter on a book that he's working on, sending referral letters out to marketing sources, getting a marketing video done, hosting two meetings of the pro bono committee at his firm, and getting down under 200 pounds. Like Those are big goals. And he'd been stuck on them for a while and figured out that the way to incentivize himself to do something is he didn't want his name on the list of donors to Donald Trump. So I bet he's working his ass off in the next two weeks before July 1st to get under 200 pounds, to shoot a marketing video, to send out those referral letters because he didn't want to be the one that two weeks after Trump was indicted, sent another $2,000 check to his reelection campaign. Like I get it. That's powerful anti-charity. The method that I used when I was first getting back into shape was that I would sign up for races and just tell everybody that I'd signed up for a race. I think that's the quickest way to get your ass into shape for training for a marathon is to sign up for a marathon and tell all your friends you're doing the marathon. Tell them the date, tell them the race, and then when it gets there and you haven't run it, everybody's going to know that you're somebody that doesn't do the things that you say you're going to do. And then the last one that I'll share is joining a mastermind group. Like having high-level accountability partners that you talk to on a regular basis is just the same as having that friend group that all thinks you're going to run the marathon. I've got a group of guys that I talk to every Tuesday night at nine o'clock and we go through our highs and lows for the week and we go through what we're going to accomplish in the next week. And if I haven't accomplished the thing by the next week, then I know that I've got to report back to them that I didn't do it, that I didn't get off my ass. And having that leverage against yourself is a really powerful social marker that will make you achieve more in your life. And the last thing I'll say about mastermind groups is that I think the fact that people who've gone all the way through college, gotten into law school, got through law school, passed the bar, have grown million dollar law firms, 
the fact that they feel like they still need accountability in their life is a reflection of what their goals are. And it's also a reflection of the people that they hang out with. Because when you're hanging out with high achieving people, you also become a high achieving person because you recalibrate your goals because you reset your mind to what is possible and what is impossible in your life. And when you hang out with people that are achieving great things and have great goals, you will also become somebody who achieves great things and has great goals. And the fastest way to get there is to find a way to create more accountability in your life. All right, that's it for today's episode. I'm off to the beach for the next week. Have a great weekend. See you guys.